Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. You guys, I am so excited. I know I say that every single episode, but my energy today is on fire. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because my kids are gone for two <laughs> weeks. That's probably part of it. But the other thing is that I have connected with this amazing person on Instagram and Clubhouse. Her name is Erin Ramsey, and she is a fellow podcaster. And she likes to consider herself like a manifestation woman, person that wants to make sure people know like how amazing they are. Her podcast, You're Such a Catch, is incredible, you guys. So I had to have her on the pod. I'm so excited to have her. Erin, welcome. Oh, you're so sweet. I am so excited to be here and to connect with you. I think all the same things about you. I think your energy is infectious. And I love that the universe just has a way of bringing two people together. So, like, I mean, if if it weren't for Clubhouse, if it weren't for your podcast, like, I wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be connected. And so that's what I love about this journey. Definitely. I know the universe is a crazy place, right? I love that too. And, and just being a podcaster, I'm sure you would agree that, you know, connecting with other people is just such a powerful thing. And I feel like you really do meet everyone for a specific reason. And I'm so grateful for that. Oh, me too. I mean, everything. And, you know, I, I've been on this journey. I was a single person, you know, kind of documenting my journey, uh, dating and just, you know, the ups and downs of all of that. And if it weren't for the ability to connect, like I would not be in a relationship right now because, you know, my boyfriend considers himself a super connector and that's how we met. (laughs) And, Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's just amazing. But it, it really goes to show that, Even if you're not an extrovert, you know, sometimes taking a risk, just sending a text, sending a voice note, sending a short video to somebody, you just never know what can come of that. Absolutely. And I'm such a risk taker, so I always gravitate towards other risk takers, so I'm not surprised (laughs) that you're the same way. But before we get into your podcast, which is so incredible, you guys, I will tell you, she will tell you how to Mm -hmm. find it. We're going to make sure everybody subscribes and listens. What were you doing before you started podcasting? Yeah, so I actually um, fell into a corporate role. So I graduated from college. I had my degree in human environmental sciences. Uh, I had a concentration in fashion merchandising uh, and a minor in business. So I was like all over the map. (laughs) Wasn't exactly sure where that was going to take me. Um, But, you know, my folks were like, Erin, you need to get a job or you're going to have to move back home. And I was like, oh, you know, reality setting in and that whole adulting thing. And so, I um I randomly got connected through my uncle with a car dealership and I mean I never thought in a million years I would work at a car dealership but um I I interviewed and got the job and you know what was supposed to be just like a means to stay in Southern California where I wanted to be turned into 16 years <laughs> and <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. And now were were you born and raised in California? I was, yeah. I grew up in Northern California. And then um, for college, I went to Point Loma Nazarene University in San Diego and then just fell in love with Southern California and was like, I do not want to leave. I love it here. Um, And, you know, I've just kind of progressively moved a little bit north. So I'm in Redondo Beach right now. And I've been here for the last like six years. And I absolutely, you know, just love it here. It it feels like home. It feels like home. Oh, I love that so much. It's so nice when you finally like you're bouncing around and then you finally find the place that you're like, okay, this is where I'm meant to be. This is where I'm going to put the roots down and I'm just going to make it happen here, which I just, I love hearing that. Where in Northern California did you live when you were younger? I, I grew up in Redding. I don't know if you've heard oh of it. Gosh. Do you of know course. where that is? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. My parents are still there. My grandma's still there. My 97-year-old grandma. <laughs> oh, bless her heart. Oh, my gosh. She's yeah, normal. it's funny. Um, my husband is from Oregon. And oh, okay. so Reading is like halfway to like yes. Medford, Jacksonville, right? Mm-hmm. So we always meet like the grandparents there to drop off the kids, you know, yeah. and like, yeah. bye, have fun for the <laughs> summer. <You know? laughs> Mommy and dad are going to go get drunk and high. And just... 
Oh my God, that's awesome. That is amazing. <laughs> so that's where your kids are right now. Yes. <laughs> amazing. Love yes. that. Yeah. They have the best time up there and we're getting a pool installed and grandma already has a pool. So I'm like, go ahead. It's 115. <laughs> go have a blast. Yeah. Right. And when you come back, we'll have a pool. Thank God. But Oh my gosh. You know, it's a fun area, but I actually live in Lathrop, which is like Central Valley. But I go down to Southern California all the time. I was just in LA and I love Redondo Beach. It's so beautiful. Aww. So very jealous you live in such a beautiful place. Oh, next time you're down here, let me know. We will meet up. We will have drinks. <laughs> Absolutely happening. Okay, so you are working at the car dealership and are you fulfilled? Are you like enjoying what you're doing? No, sadly. I mean, I somehow happened to be good at what I was doing. Like, I, I'm not sure what it was. Um, so, so just to give you a little bit more backstory. So I was working in a dealership. I was, I started off as an executive assistant. Um, and then, you know, the person that I was working for, he actually got fired and they're like, well, we don't want to lose you, Aaron. We want to, we want to keep you here. And so I'm like, okay, but there was nobody to be an executive assistant to. So I applied for a marketing role and I was like, okay, you know, um, marketing, advertising. And I was like, you know, that's kind of fun. But then I was watching this department in the dealership and I was like, I could do so much with that if I was just given a shot, you know? And so I went to the general manager and I said, Hey, you know, put me in coach. Let me, let me just have <laughs> at it. And he was like, Aaron, you've never sold a car in your life. He was like, you, you know, what experience do you have, you know, running a department? And I was like, well, not much, but I can figure it out. Like, you know, trust and believe. And um, the answer was no. And so one weekend, I went home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a business plan and I'm going to lay it all out of what I would do in the next, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. And that Monday morning, I came into his office and I said, here, let's go over this together. And he said, okay. And he said, I give you 30 days. And 30 days turned into seven years. And wow. um yeah, it was it was crazy. So I grew my department from about three people to to 20 when I left. And I only left because I won an award in um, automotive news, 40 under 40. Uh, and so it was it was awesome. I mean, you wow. know, a totally unexpected. Um, but, you know, then it was kind of like, oh, my phone started to ring. My LinkedIn started to blow up. And that's kind of how I got so deep in the trenches in the, in the car business. And so at that time, too, I wanted to kind of move up and, and graduate from my position. Um, but again, I was up against that same roadblock that I was, you know, initially where it was like, well, you've never, you know, done this. You've never done that. And um, and this time I was like, well, you know what? Let me let me just make a list. So I had a, a mentor in the car business and he said, you know, Aaron, write down everything you want in a job. He's like, I don't care if you want to look out the window and see a palm tree, write it down. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I did that. And then one of the companies that called, um, we went through, you know, the interview process and they sent me over an offer and I went and dug out that list. It was in a yellow, you know, spiral notebook. And I went and dug out that list and, uh, every single thing on that list this new job had so i packed up my life uh 10 years moved you know and i uh went into the new job and traveled all around i covered 32 states and was on the road pretty much four days a week which was insane pretty much one of the only women uh doing you know that role i was often in a room of, of just all men um but yeah and then then during the pandemic i I lost my job. So never, never would I have seen that coming. But you know what? I look at it as a blessing in disguise because like you mentioned, I, it wasn't filling my bucket. Um, I felt like, you know, there was a greater purpose, you know, for me. Um, and so after those initial 48 hours of the highs and lows, I was like, it's okay. You know, the universe has something else in store and maybe it is your podcast and maybe, you know, you can take your passion project and turn it into something that, you know, also can be a business. So Definitely. here we are. <laughs> right? I know. And that's so crazy because I also had a, a corporate job and got let go during the pandemic. Wow. And it really just gave me the time and just, you know, the intention to be able to like go and make this what I wanted it to always be. Right. So mm. I think that it was a gift. And I think what happened to you was also a gift, obviously. Mm -hmm. Now we yeah. have to talk about how, gosh, there's so much I want to ask you. Okay. So 
how did you meet your ex-husband? So you've been married mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. did you meet him in this whole like scheme? Like what, what was the timing? Was mm-hmm. it a, you know, what was the meet cute? Like what was your little story? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So my first job before I got the, the job in the car business was actually at Home Depot, believe it or not. So remember my oh. folks were like, my folks were like, Aaron, you, you know, gotta get, gotta get some money under that, you know, belt because otherwise you gotta come home. And um, <laughs> so um, my my uncles always helped me get all these jobs. It's so funny. So he um, was getting his house uh, redecorated, and at that time, like Home Depot had an outside design program. So you know, a designer would come to your home, and she'd bring like paint swatches and carpet swatches, and you know, all that, and she would help you redesign your room. And he was yeah. like, I think you'd be really good at that job. And I was like, okay, okay, yeah. (laughs) So I go and I interview at Home Depot and the whole plan is for me to take over this woman's role, like when she retires, right? And, um, And so, great. So she starts training me. I'm, I'm in the thick of it. And then she retires and they do away with a program. And I'm like, okay, now I like legit work at Home Depot, like orange apron, whatever. But my ex-husband also worked at Home Depot. And so that's initially how we met. And he was a department head. So he kind of ran like, you know, uh, one of the little areas. And the supervisor of my area she ended up um, getting another job, and and so he kind of became my boss for a little bit, which was a little weird, and um, and I don't <laughs> even remember like the the initial attraction or whatever. I just remember we had gone out, you know, for for drinks like a happy hour after work, and really hit it off. But then it was like this awkward thing because he was technically like my boss, and we're like, well, this is weird. So we you know kind of dated for a little bit, but didn't really tell anybody. And then one day I was like, you know, I don't want to live like this secret like covert life so he went to go tell the store manager that we were dating and so it was just a funny story because she she said I don't think Erin's dating anybody in the store like she she's really attracted to like darker skin men and so he like looked down at his arm and she's like oh Oh, <laughs> she's like, it's all, she's like, it's you. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's me. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it was a little tough, you know, like working with him. And then um, we would do like overnights kind of on a whim sometimes. And so now, you know, you have a weird like schedule thrown in. And yeah, yeah it was it was just a little crazy. Um, but we dated for four years. And then I think out of our friend group, we were the only two that weren't married, you know, um, everybody else had kind of like moved on to that next phase of life. They were starting to have kids and, you know, and we were still dating and it wasn't that, you know, things were going bad. Like, there was no reason for us to break up and, it, and mm-hmm. it just felt like a little bit like, you know, pressure to, to move forward. Like the next step is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you probably remember that phase where everybody was like, when you was getting married and you're yeah. like, we're happy like where we're at, but you know, at a certain point in time, you're like, okay, maybe, maybe that's what we're supposed to do. And I think, you know, we were just, we were young and I mean, we did the full on big wedding and then, you know, things just kind of started to, you know, fall apart after, you know, I think that we just had two different like foundations of what we really wanted out of life. And I think the thing that kind of like brought us together, which was like the fun spontaneity, like sense of adventure and you know just being able to like laugh and you know find joy in like these little moments like yeah that's great but at the same time like if the way you're raised is vastly different and you're not discussing that and you're not like really communicating and moving through that like I'll I'll give you a little example you know like growing up Christmas was always such a special holiday and you know my parents would always you know make sure our stockings had all you know the things in it and that became a tradition and it's like something I definitely want to pass down you know to my kids one day hopefully you know <laughs> get right, to have yeah. them. but, but uh, you know he did not have that same childhood experience and you know he'd never had a stocking and so you know it was like this weird gap where he didn't understand the importance to me and I was like how did you have a childhood without it you know right so so just little things like that but you know they all start to kind of like add up and pile on top of one another and um 
I don't think I would have ever, you know, uh, brought divorce to the forefront. But, you know, one day I came from home from work and he said, you know, I don't want to be married. I, I, and I don't want to have kids. And I was like, whoa, then wow. what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And did that feel just out of the blue? Just like... I mean, absolutely. Like when you, I think the hardest part for me was going, oh my goodness, like I slept next to this person for seven years and you know, there's a level of trust there and there's also just this, you know, vulnerability and, and we had always talked about having children and the house that we lived in had all these extra bedrooms and I always envisioned those rooms being filled having a realization that you never wanted to be married and you didn't want to have children, like those are big things. And those are things that, you know, you obviously discuss before you actually get married. And so I just remember kind of having like an outer body experience because when I'm like, you realize that you have a wife, like, <laughs> you know, like you're like, you realize we just had this, you know, big wedding or whatever, uh, you know, a couple of years back. But also in that moment, I think there was some sort of like, you know, strength that that came through and a voice because, you know, you know, older Erin or past Erin, she was she was pretty passive and she was a people pleaser and she would have done probably whatever it took to just not have that divorce title because, you know, my parents are still married. They've been married 45 years. My grandparents were married 74 until my grandpa passed. My aunt and uncles, everybody in my family is still married. So this to me kind of made me feel like the black sheep of the family. And also in life, you know, I was, I've never been a quitter. I've always been somebody who's like, okay, what else can I do? You know, work harder, put in more effort, you know, whatever the case may be. And so this was a huge lesson for me. But what happened after I said, okay, you know, I respect your decision and, you know, and then I followed through with like, okay, what do I need to do to prepare to go through this? Um, what I learned is, you know, the things that kind of were missing in our relationship, he showed up and did when you know for himself and and that was a hard lesson to watch because we had lived in a few different places together and never once had he like you know arranged for a moving you know truck or you know called to set up cable or anything like that you know the internet whatever and so I felt like I was lost I felt like you know I didn't know who I was, you know, I was like, what was <laughs> simple things? I'm like, what's my favorite color? Where do I like to eat? Like, you know, because I had just become so, you know, engrossed in this relationship and really just trying to make him happy. I never realized like I had lost my own, you know, happiness and, and my own identity. Did you think you were codependent at any time? I don't think I realized that until, you know, after like, you know, looking at the relationship from you know, um, a bird's eye view being like in the thick of it, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I definitely was. And I probably didn't realize either how truly unhappy I was in, in that, you know, situation. Um, wow. So now, you know, after therapy and putting in the work on myself and realizing my worth again and, and just getting back to who I am as a person, you know, if I passed him on the streets, the two words I would say are thank you because he honestly gave me a second shot at life and love and, you know, um, my happily ever after, you know? Yeah, for sure. And for that, I'm grateful. Oh, that's such a wonderful attitude to have too, you know, and I think that anybody listening, if you're divorced, you know, if you haven't arrived at that point, I think it's just such a good thing to be kind of striving for, right? To feel that mm -hmm. way. I even yeah. get chills just thinking about it. I mean, I'm not divorced, mm -hmm. but if I ever, I feel like that would be just the pinnacle of like how you'd want to feel, you know, after mm -hmm. having been married and, and going through all of that, right? So that's that's such an inspiration, honestly. Now, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really curious, how old were you, if you don't mind sharing, when you got married? I believe I was 26 when I got married. So. Okay, so you were in your 20s, yeah. 20s, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and you, you refer to it as a starter marriage, right? I do. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. I love that. My good girlfriend, Jen Hervowitz, she is a divorce coach. She's a relationship coach, but yes. also a divorce coach. Yeah, yeah. And she always says that. She always says, like, you know, starter marriages, they, you know, they start in the 20s and people just kind of grow apart. So I'm with her in the fact that I think people should date all through their 20s, not decide if that's the right person until they get to their 30s, just because 
you grow so much in your 20s. I mean, you really, really do, right? Mm -hmm. That's so true. It's so true. And, you know, I mean, again, like in hindsight, I think we probably both knew that we shouldn't have taken that next step. Like there there just wasn't a reason to break up, but there was a lot of pressure to, you know, move the needle forward. And in, in, in hindsight, we just weren't ready. And we probably, we just weren't the right match for one another, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. okay though. I mean, had mm-hmm. you dated a lot prior to meeting him? No, not. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I was kind of like a relationship type person. So I, I wasn't, you know, really playing the field or anything like that. I, I would, you know, be in a relationship and that relationship would, you know, hit an expiration date and I would, you know, kind of yeah. move on and then meet somebody new and, and that type of thing. So the biggest fear I had post-divorce was I don't want to make the same mistake again. And I think that was really difficult for me. And and it's been an ongoing theme. I mean, I was single for about six years until, you know, my current relationship right now. And sometimes I still have to catch myself and go, okay, like, you know, where are we at? Like take, take a pulse, like make sure I'm still here make sure like Aaron, you know, and, and what Aaron wants is here and I'm not, you know, just diving in full force because I want, you know, to be in love and to be loved and, and to get married again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you're not jaded to marriage in general, right? You still want that. I don't want to say fairy tale because it just, it's such a, you know, cliche thing to say, right? But just, you kind of do though. You still want Mm -hmm. that and you haven't given up on that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful because so many people that I talk to, so many clients, they're just done, you know, they Mm -hmm. have a bad relationship, whether a marriage or not. And they're just like, there's nobody out there for me. I can't do this anymore. I'm done. And I'm just like, ah, like it's okay. You know, roadblocks happen in life. You just Mm -hmm. have to keep going if that's what you really want. But maybe you just need time to realize that's what you want, which is totally fine too. But for myself, like I dated all through my twenties and I met my husband of 10 years, Aaron, the one I was telling (laughs) you about. Yes. Aaron and Aaron. I met him the year I turned 30. It was perfect, and it was funny because we didn't have any pressure on ourselves at all because we wanted to find our spouse, right? We were mm-hmm. looking. I mean, on, on date one, I told him, I'm looking for my husband, you yeah. know, and if I think that you're worthy, we can have a second date, you know? Like, it, it had to, you just had to, like, knock my socks off that first date because I was dating like crazy trying to find mm-hmm. that person, right, and figure mm-hmm. out what I want, what I don't want. I, like you, had been very codependent in a a previous relationship, you know, with someone who was um, an alcoholic and those things. It's like I knew I didn't want that, right? But I Mm -hmm. needed to find healthy things to focus on for that mate. So it's just crazy. I mean, we were, I always say we were together from our first date because he was so different. You know, he did what he said he was going to do and he just encompassed everything that I was looking for. And I manifested him literally. We talk about manifestation. I literally wrote a note to myself, every quality I wanted in my partner about two weeks before I met him. And literally the universe just delivered. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. My my story of how I met my current boyfriend is very similar. Although I did not accomplish it in two weeks. I think <laughs> you were probably at a higher vibrational level and you were really focused and knew exactly what you wanted and you weren't going to settle for less. And I think I had a lot of um, fear and doubt and anxiety just behind it from, right. from overcoming, you know, the trauma of divorce and everything that goes with it. But I mean, like you mentioned earlier, like anybody else out there who's going through a divorce or, um, you know, is just starting back dating, like don't give up that hope because there is somebody out there who is your perfect match and, you know, all those qualities that you might not think exist anymore, like they do. And there is somebody out there who will find you if you are putting it out there into the universe and the way in which they find you will just blow, knock your socks off, right? Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Well, I have to hear this story now. I mean, so I love your podcast because you talk about, you know, being on the apps and when you first started it and you started how long ago? It'll be two years in October, which is crazy to think about. Like we're already at that mark, but yeah, it's almost been two years. So when you first started, you were single, you were out in the dating world, right? And the pandemic 
had not started yet, right? So this was pre-pandemic dating. So Mm -hmm. tell me the difference between pre-pandemic dating, because it sounds like you met him during the pandemic. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, I did. I I love that. Which is even crazier. When I started my podcast, you know, I really just, the whole inspiration behind it was I would go out to happy hour with my girlfriends and, you know, and I, and I met the most amazing women in, in this area. You know, I have my little tribe and we would go out for happy hour, obviously, you know, wanting to meet men, but you know, sometimes we weren't in the right place or, you know, we were just so focused on one another. I looked around the table often and I'm like, oh my gosh, all my girlfriends are so pretty. Like they're funny. They've got great personalities. You know, they've got great careers like everybody's like successful and then we have this one common theme and we're all single and I'm like what (laughs) is going on like this does not make sense you know what I mean like it it just doesn't and so I really was like on this mission to find and crack the code to like dating and like what is it is it because we're in LA is it you know is, is that it is it because we're not you know managing the apps right like what is happening and so I just started kind of documenting my journey having dating and relationship experts come on the podcast to share with me their perspective. Um, You know, maybe I went on a date and then I would, you know, talk about my date, you know, because at the end of the day, what I didn't want to happen is, you know, I I use a lot of self-deprecating humor so I can kind of like laugh my way through things, but I didn't want somebody to be out there and think that they weren't enough. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like if all of us girls sitting around that table were all like, oh man, you know, like the rejection was getting to us. Or if we were really like, you know, just thinking that he doesn't exist, he's not out there anymore. I mean, that's so sad. And so I thought, well, if I can just be open and honest and real (laughs) and, and and also ask some tough questions like, you know, what am I doing wrong? You know, and also like volunteer as tribute. So there was nothing I wouldn't try. Like I once tried using the Nextdoor app as a, as a dating app, which did not work very well. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my God. What was your, um, what was your like headline? I'm so curious. <laughs> wow. Well, well, it's kind of, it's kind of stalkery, but, um, this man had posted, like a blog post in next door. Um, and it was during the time of like the protests and the riots and all this. And he, and he was oh, a great yeah. writer. He was, Oh my gosh. I read, I read his, you know, little blog post thing. And I was like, Whoa, he knows the difference, you know, between there, there and there. And I was like, this man <laughs> is, this man is a catch. I was like, I need to, you know, get to know him. And so I went and slid into his DMs on Instagram and was like, you know, I read your piece on next door and (laughs) it really, you know, resonated with me. And so I'd love to grab coffee with you. So I just, you know, was taking the bull by the horns and he, you know, wrote back and was like, you know, I, what would we talk about? Like what he, he was open to it. Well, Aaron, then I Googled him because now I had all information. I was like, whoa, he is quite a bit younger than me. He was, I think he, I think he was like 26 and I was like, okay, you know, robbing the cradle over here. And so I was like, maybe I, you know, maybe I shouldn't do that, but here's the, here's the crazy thing. So a week and a half passes by and then, you know, I get like an email dings in my inbox and it said he had posted again on next door. And so I was like, oh, you know, I can't wait to read what he wrote this time. Oh God. He got engaged. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> shit! He proposed in Dubai, and it was the most beautiful engagement photo ever. But I thought to myself, okay, maybe next door is not the best place to meet somebody because <laughs> one, you don't know if they're really single. Two, you don't know how old they are. And so, you know, there are some really good advantages to using a dating app, assuming somebody's telling the truth about their age and their relationship status. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that is hysterical. I definitely have never heard that story before, like ever from next door. That's freaking hysterical. I'm very curious too. I wonder, have you used the video apps or did you use the video apps back then? I had not. Um, I was actually just talking about that a little bit ago, but you know, it's funny because when you have a platform about dating, a lot of different apps will approach you and like want you to test out their platform. So I had looked into a couple of them, but Oddly, or not so oddly, video was part of the way in which I connected with my current boyfriend. So, okay, mm-hmm. so we got to hear this story. Yeah. So just like you, I had a list, you know, and I had drafted the list and I had made tweaks 
to it over the years because I think what I learned for myself was, especially after, you know, getting divorced, you know, maybe take away some of the aesthetic stuff because at the end of the day, like the reason my marriage didn't work wasn't because, you know, he wasn't attractive to me or anything like that. It was like, you know, these core characteristics and beliefs and that type of thing. So I kind of whittled my list down and then, um, you know, had also added to it like all of this are better, which I don't know if you had on your list. I didn't, but when I met him, I was like, wow, he encompasses this entire list and then some. So yes, yes. (laughs) Which I think is amazing. And I think too, like without putting that, you're kind of, you know, saying like, this is what I want, but like there could be exactly what you just experienced. Like all this and better, you know? Um, so highly recommend adding that to your list, but, uh, (laughs) yeah. So it was at the end of December, 2020, and I had really been doing the work on myself. You know, I had finished up, um, you know, some therapy sessions. I was working with like a life coach. I'm just like getting my energy right and getting in the right frame of mind and just really coming from a place of abundance versus like living in those anxieties and those fears about, oh my gosh, what if I make that mistake again. Right. And so I felt like I was just at this really good place. And so I wrote a letter to the universe, letting the universe know I was ready to receive love. And that's something I had never done before. And so it just kind of like poured out and it was on a night of a new moon. And so I was like, okay, new moon, new beginning. 27 days later, I am having like the busiest day ever. And I get this peculiar text message during the day. And it says, you know, hi, Erin, I sent you an email. And I also slid into your DMs on Instagram. Like when you get a second, like check it out. So I saw it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't recognize the name. But, you know, sometimes when you have a podcast, people will reach out to you. And, you know, for whatever reason. And so I kind of continued on with my day. And when I crawled in bed that night, I was like, oh, I had that text from that, that man. So I went to my email and I found the email that he sent. And um, it was a six-minute voice note of him, like, introducing himself, telling me, like, who he was, where he was from, what he's all about. It was so cute. He included a zodiac sign. Oh, and, like, my God. <laughs> And was like, and I, you know, I think we'd be compatible. And then he let me know that he listened to um, my last episode of, of 2020 and, oh. um, you know, referenced back on the episode, like things that he found endearing and um, just said, you know, like, I would just love the opportunity to get to know you. So I know, isn't it his sweetest? So I was like, whoa, oh like, like nobody's ever done that before, you know? And so at 1130 at night with my retainer in, because I was getting ready for bed, <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want to leave him on red because, you know, that's a lot of effort. I want, I don't want yeah. him to be like, oh, she blew me off. So I recorded my first ever voice note back to him. Oh my and God. Uh Uh-huh. And then I went to bed that night, not really thinking anything of it, just like, oh, like that was cool. And then the next day I was like, oh yeah, he said he sent me something in Instagram as well. So, you know, I hadn't seen him at that point. I'd only heard his voice. Right. So then I went, I, I found the video and I was like, oh, he's handsome. And then, you know, from there I sent a video back and then we just started exchanging voice notes and little video messages um, for like a week until we had our first, uh, FaceTime call. And then after that, it was like, okay, well we're in COVID all the restaurants, everything's closed in LA. There was nowhere to go. And so I felt like, well, you know, he can come here and we'll do a little adventure to the beach. So, so we did. And, um, it was, it was unbelievable because so, so my brother has a little golf cart. And so we took the golf cart to the beach And we walked out on the sand and we sat on this rock and he was talking and the things he was saying, it was like, I blacked out because everything he was saying was so like, oh my gosh, like I've been waiting forever for this, right? And then he looks at me and he's like, you think you manifested me, don't you? And I was like, well, I did. And and we had never talked about manifestation. Like we had, Oh my you God. Know, yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. So it has just been wild. But I will tell you, that's what I'm saying. These like little things making a connection. You just never know when it, where it will lead. 
Yeah. And and did he live in LA too? He does live in LA. And so I have these rules, Erin. I have these rules on my dating apps. Like the, the man needs to live within a five mile radius. Well, he does not live within a five mile oh radius. Oh my God. <laughs> you know? But I have these like crazy rules that I had set for myself because obviously traffic in LA is a little crazy. And so, yeah, does it take us 45 minutes, you know, if not longer to get to one another? Yes, it does. But is it worth it? That's okay. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. Oh my gosh. So were you guys like, did you feel like you were together from that date on? Like you didn't mm -hmm. see anybody so, else? You didn't talk to anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will tell you too. So I... I don't think I had, I didn't have an expectation on it, right? We were just meeting up and then this was going to be our in-person, you know, first time getting together. So yeah. I had planned to work out that afternoon. And so I didn't allot myself too much time. I think it was just like a couple hours. Good. And, and we were on the beach and, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I got to get back. I got to change and stuff. So on the way back, I remember thinking, man, I wish I wouldn't have planned something right after this. I wish we could have kept going. And I think he kind of wished that we could have kept going too. So he said, you know, I don't mind coming back later tonight if you're okay with me coming, you know, over and coming into your house. And oh he's God. like, I'll make you, I'll make you dinner. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, wow because in all my time dating men outside of that five mile radius, men, <laughs> men did not want to drive all the way, you know, to where I'm at. Cause I kind of, you know, Redondo is a great location, but it's a destination. It's yes. not, you know, you have to really put some yeah. effort to get there. And I was like, wow. And then I meet this man through this peculiar way who's willing to drive to me twice in one day. Like, and I will say he's never once complained about driving and, and vice versa, because, you know, when, when it's worth it, you don't. And so, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So would you say that if you had never started your podcast, do you think you would still have met him? Absolutely not. Well, okay. Let me, let me backtrack a little bit here. So here's a very funny caveat to this story. We had matched before on an app years no. ago. Mm -hmm. We <gasps> had. And and the only reason I knew that is so so he had gone through a major transformation in 2020 as well. Like he used to not have hair, like he had a, like a shaved head and he also was 55 pounds heavier. Now oh, he wow. Yeah, so he was going through this whole transformation physically, mentally as well. Like he also has a vision board at home, which is cool. <laughs> And, um, so a after, you know, getting to know him more, I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen that photo before. Like, I remember like we, oh my gosh. we matched on Tinder and he was like, we did. And I was like, yeah. And I'm pretty sure we exchanged a conversation and then he was going to go visit his mom out of town and he never responded. And so I kind of called him out on it and I was like, you know, was this, is this like where we're going? And he was like, Aaron, he was like, that man is not who I am today. And oh. if, if we would have matched and dated back then, it wouldn't have worked because I wasn't oh ready. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, it probably like on my side too, it probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have worked because I definitely ready. wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah. I really wasn't. Oh, I love yeah. this story so oh. much. <laughs> Awesome. Oh my gosh. So you guys have officially been together for how long? Like six I, Oh, almost six months. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, and you guys Thank have you. like the same like life goals. Like you, like, you know, he wants to get married. You know, he wants to have kids. Okay. Yes. I, yes. Trust me, girl. I'm <laughs> You're like every like, day. You still want to get married at some point, right? You still want to have kids. <laughs> Checking in. Yeah. And it's so funny because um, so he he has a podcast as well, and he uh, he, no he doesn't way. have yeah, and he um, is often on a lot of other people's shows. So I connected with this other woman who had had him on as a guest um, a year and a half ago or something, and she was like, just in case you want to listen to the episode, like you know, have at it. And and I did, and it was like so fun to listen into something that was before I had ever met him because all those things were mentioned, you know, about yeah. children and marriage and all of that. And I was like, okay, oh my you know, gosh. yeah, I was like, we're all aligned. Check, check, check. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then some, like you said, mm -hmm. so, uh, I'm so curious, what's his podcast or what is his podcast like about? Uh, 
the round. Okay, so it's funny because he has all these episodes batch recorded, but he I think he has a little bit of an imposter syndrome where he wants to be like perfect. His, his uh, brand is all about connecting and um, it, it's called Upmind. And uh, he actually has a book that's coming out. So he's kind of doing it in reverse order. So oh, he, cool. he has this book about super connecting and how he's been able to, you know, build a business and, and meet all these fabulous people just by taking a risk to send that text, send that voice note, send that video. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. I'd love yeah. that. Gosh, I want to have him on my podcast yeah. now, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's great. I've had him on mine a few times. Oh. Um, yeah, he he's a wealth of knowledge. Like, he's a jack of all trades. Like, I mean, sometimes I'm just so wowed. I think the more and more older I got, the more and more I became, like, a sapiosexual. Like, the mind is just so fascinating to me. Yeah. And I... And I'm just always, like, <laughs> my family makes fun of us because we went on our first road trip together, okay? We drove up north to, to I wanted him to meet my 97-year-old grandma, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I wanted him to be able to, to, to do that. And and um, and it was great that he was willing to. But the whole way up, all we did was listen to, like, educational podcasts, you know, educational YouTubes. And, wow. like, you know, and it's funny. And, and they're like, that's fun to you? And I was like, oh, we dig it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's a good match, okay? That's amazing. Because, yeah. I mean, how many guys – there's no way in hell my husband would do that. Like, he's listening to oh, hip-hop. Really? Like, he's, you oh. know, it's like, Jesus, how old are you kind of thing. But <laughs> <laughs> he would never. He would never. That is amazing. I love that you found, like, your perfect match, literally. Um, but I have to, like, take a step back and just really applaud you. I have never – heard a better trailer for a podcast in my entire life oh my gosh you just gave me goosebumps thank you that is so sweet I'm wow. so sincerely saying that like I thought it was so beautifully authentic and just so raw and real and I, like I have goosebumps as well because when I when I literally heard that I was just like oh my god I'm even more excited to talk to this person because <laughs> I was like transported into like your world. Like you, mm. you, the way you painted that picture of like what you're looking for and just what you've been through. And, you know, I just was like, I was so hooked from that trailer. And you guys, it's a two minute trailer. Like <laughs> kudos to you. That says mm. so much about who you are, how you communicate, the type of person that you are. And I'm so happy to hear that you found somebody who can appreciate all of those wonderful things about you. Like, oh. seriously amazing. Thank you. You're making me all emotional. I mean, um, I think I think back to, you know, writing that trailer and not really knowing, you know, what would come of it and, you know, just really putting yourself out there. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head because the one thing I have wanted to do through this whole journey is just to be my authentic self. And sometimes I think that is a bit scary because you're putting your whole life out there. Like, I mean, I've talked about things on my podcast that I never thought I would you know, say aloud, um, or, yeah. or discuss, you know, in an open forum. I mean, with my girlfriend, sure, you know, um, you know, close friends, but, but what I learned and, and maybe you feel this way too, is God, if you can help one person that's going through something and you can help them, you know, overcome a challenge, a hurdle, an obstacle, if you can give them a hope or let them know, like, it's okay, like you're going to be okay, then I yeah. think like we've we've done our job by sharing our voice. And that's, you know, Absolutely. that's my mission, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm completely on board with that. Absolutely. I think that you just get so much, for me, it's so rewarding, you know, being a dating coach, being a sleep coach, like just even now, just, <laughs> just openly talking about sex on like Batch After Dark, you know, just... Mm -hmm. The feedback that I got about people just saying, oh my God, like you're sharing such an intimate part of yourself, but you helped me like talk about it with my partner or mm -hmm. my friend or, you know, realize that something's missing in my marriage and like these kind of things. And it's like, oh my God, yes, this is why I do it. Like I get so much out of it. So, mm -hmm. and that's why I love having podcasters on my podcast because we share that, you know, we have that yeah. common thread. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think too sometimes those difficult conversations are what we need to be talking about because nobody nobody does. Nobody wants right. to. And because right. it is uncomfortable sometimes, but it's like once you do it, if we can normalize that, yes. like imagine how 
crazy things would be. I mean, it would just be so much better and we would, everybody would be getting things off their chest and communication yep. would be better within relationships. And Yes. So you mentioned that you, you often disagree with dating coaches and I told you I'm a dating coach, <laughs> right? So I have to hear, and I, I'm very open-minded. So please don't sugarcoat, don't hold back. Like I would love to hear your like take on dating coaches in general. Okay. So please. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. So it, so here's the thing. Um, I think you're a little bit different because you're in a no, no, no. Because you're in a successful relationship. Okay. okay. So, so what I kind of have a little bit of a, a problem with is heeding advice from somebody who hasn't been able to do that themselves. Okay. And I'm going to use an example. And this is a big one on Clubhouse. And I'm always the lurker in the room. I'm never on stage, but I always lurk to listen. <laughs> Patty Stinger. Right? Oh, Patty Patty shots fired. (laughs) But here's the thing like, I love Patty. Like, I would, it would be a dream come true to have her on the podcast. But I am just fascinated with her because, you know, she had her TV show. And, and we got to watch it, you know, we got, we got to watch it all unfold. And then, you know, now she's huge on clubhouse and she runs these rooms, how to manifest your soulmate. Okay. So if I'm a person who's literally (laughs) going in there vulnerable, ready to get some help to have somebody help me manifest a soulmate, why haven't you done it? Why haven't you done it? Why, why are you at the stage of your life that you're in and you don't have that love? And I think that's interesting because you have all these people worshiping the advice that she's giving, yet she hasn't been able to do it for herself. And that's where I just get a little bit confused on, on the subject. Now, yeah, the other side of that is I think of the dating industry um, similar to the health industry, right? When we are, are single and we are wanting to find our perfect match, we will do almost anything to to find that person, right? Money is not an option. Like, or, right. you, you know, we, we will just do whatever. And so I just hope that people who are in that space understand that, you know, these are, these are real human beings with feelings and emotions. And I I think if they're not in it for the right reason, and they're not genuinely willing to help, and maybe that's because I too had a little bit of a bad experience with like a, you know, a matchmaker. Oh no. You know, uh, it it just makes, makes me a little bit fearful about, you know, somebody just opening up themselves to somebody else for an exchange of money and energy and then not yielding the result that they want, you know, and and that's really what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of my coaching too is more just, um, like consultation, more Mm. like, Hey, can I help you in like a 15, 20 minute conversation? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sign up for my program and that, but I'm also a sleep coach and I do have a program for that, but it's been proven, you know, to help your child sleep or you sleep or whatever. So I feel more comfortable, you know, doing that. And I've been a sleep coach for, I mean, my God, like 15 plus years, right. I've helped hundreds of families. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like, but with dating coaching, it's more like, let me tell you what I did. Right. Or let Mm -hmm. me tell you what friends of mine did and that sort of thing. It's just more like a consultation. I completely understand. I mean, these people, single people in general can be very vulnerable and they can be easily taken advantage of if they are in that vulnerable state of just, like you said, you know, where is he? Like, why can't I find him or her or (laughs) Mm -hmm. whatever? Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do take advantage of that and it breaks my heart. So I'm Mm -hmm. glad you brought that up because that's something that people really don't talk about, honestly. Um, But that's what this is all about. Getting cozy, you know, just sharing real talk, all of that stuff. It's just, that's exactly why I have this podcast. So yeah, I love it. And I, and I don't want to discourage against, you know, people working with a dating coach because I think if you're in the right frame of mind and you understand, you know, and go into it with like, this is what I would like to accomplish from it. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, um, hope people understand that like the true way, at least, you know, through my experience of how to really put yourself out there at your highest vibration and, and put your best foot forward is really to do the work internally. And then yeah. automatically you're, you're just coming to the table just with happiness and more abundance and, and you're just ready to receive and, and you do it differently yeah. because, you know, also like we were just saying, if I would have met my boyfriend, you know, five years ago, I wasn't ready. I would have 
blown the opportunity. You know what I mean? Right. Because I would have probably self-sabotaged or, you know, who knows what I would have done. But, you know, yeah. if, if people are working on themselves, I think that's a win-win and you can never go wrong. Definitely. I could not agree more. And I think that it's a very healthy place to be. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to have that other person complete you. You want to feel complete on your own and just have another person there who, you know, brings you up and supports you and adds to, right? We don't want to subtract from, I feel like. But the one thing I'll say that can never scare the right person away, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what you do. I mean, no matter what, like you could literally fall on your face. And if that's your guy or your girl, they're still going to be your guy or girl. Like it's not going to matter. Right. So take those chances, be bold, you know, do Mm -hmm. whatever it is in your heart that you want to do, because if that's your person, nothing's going to stop, you know, the universe from putting your guys together. So. Amen. Yes. (laughs) So it has been so much fun having you. Oh my gosh. I could talk to you for hours, Erin. Like seriously. I know. I feel like we're like kindred spirits. What you literally took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say we're kindred spirits. Yeah, exactly. I mean we have the same name. I know, right? Love it. We were at a housewarming party this weekend and there was a guy there and uh, he, you know, we were talking about like podcasting and and I was telling him, you know, what the podcast is about and stuff. And he was like, do you mind if I open my dating app in front of you? And could you tell me if these women are using filters? You know, because he was like, (laughs) he he like didn't know, like, you know. So, oh my God, Aaron, he opens up his app and, and he's using Facebook dating, by the way, which I don't know about you. Facebook dating was so overwhelming for me it was just like and I was like (laughs) no yeah so many people and like there was no really like rhyme or reason to the algorithm I was like I don't see a rhyme or reason so he opens it up and like honestly I was like filter 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 like it was all it was was all filter like it was like sir I was like sir I was like how do you not know these are filters I was like you just need to reach out to them if you want to get to know them better and you need to just say hey let's jump on a video call or let's FaceTime or let's whatever because I was like these are all our altered photos like I mean you know not like not like FaceTune but like there is a filter on everything yeah yeah it, it cracks me up and there's like sparkles like on people's pictures and they're just like, oh my God, they have like a glow. And I'm like, that's not a fucking glow. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the sparkle filter. Okay. It's so funny to me. Oh my God. It's well, crazy, right? that is, yeah. oh. that is hysterical. But yeah, bottom line, just get on a video app and just know who you're talking to. And then, you know, if somebody is uncomfortable getting on a video app with you, that's a red flag, right? Yeah. They're not going to want to put their real self in front of you. So clearly they don't look like their pictures is what that tells me. So right. run and next, yeah. you know, yeah. thank you next, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Well, like I said, I just had so much fun with you, Erin. I'm so glad oh we did this. I could literally have you on for hours. Oh um, my God. We'll, you'll have to come You're back awesome. for sure. And uh, I'd love to have your boyfriend yeah. on the show. It'd be oh so my fun. God. Absolutely, absolutely. I will connect you two. And also, you got to come on my show. Oh my God, I would love. I would love yeah. it. It'd be okay. amazing. Yeah, let's definitely. Let's set that, that up. So yeah. please tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram and where they can listen to your amazing podcast, please. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, so I am at. You're such a catch on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things. Um, also TikTok, although I'm not very good at it. <laughs> but I'm so learning. Addicting. Yeah, I'm learning. And my podcast is available on all podcast players. So Apple Podcasts. Or you can find it right on my website, which is yoursuchacatch.com. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I love it. Erin, thank you so much. You oh guys, God, I hope you. you enjoyed this episode as much as we did making it. We had so much fun. <laughs> we weren't even drinking. We were having just a blast, right? I mean, that's like the best. <laughs> It is. I can only imagine. I feel like you and I together would be double trouble with like a we couple would. dirty martinis. Yeah. Double errands. Yeah. Double yeah. errand. Double trouble. Exactly. When I'm back down south, though, I'm looking you up. We are absolutely yes. getting together. That's a definite. But please keep in touch. And you guys, thank you so much for listening. Always stay safe and always stay cozy. Till next time. Bye. Bye.